0: You're listening to
1: The Real King
0: with Joe and Heidi King.
2: Ooh la la, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So today's episode is a special look at relationships, romance, and how we are continuing to work on growth, change, and love with one another.
0: Um, So,
1: (coughs) I am uh, beardless for the first time in over a year. How does it feel? Uh... Naked. Free. Freeing. Naked. Oh, man. And free. When it gets to a certain length, it gets uh, difficult to eat without pulling hair out of the corners of your mouth. Gross. Tell me about it. Yeah. So it's like...
2: For a woman, or for me, there's something...
1: Masculine?
2: About a man with a beard. I wouldn't... I I initially thought I was not going to like a bearded man. But then he grew one and I was like, all right, I can get on board with that. There is like a masculinity with it.
0: It's a caveman thing.
2: I enjoy it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he shaved it off and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Baby face.
0: <laughs> right? Carlos is currently clean shaven as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it, they do. Go I'm not back... clean
1: shaven. I have like the whole Colonel Sanders thing going on.
2: They do go back to more of a baby type look versus like the real
1: I, I do love me some mm-hmm. Val Kilmer as Doc Hollywood in Tombstone. i kind of, kind of have working. that going on a little bit. Not, not. You quite. need
0: some wax for your.
1: Oh yeah, it's in there. It just doesn't work.
2: You have wax in there? Yeah. What kind of wax? I don't know wax. Like a my co- my coconut oil?
1: <laughs> no, that's you.
2: What do you do for Valentine's Day when you've been married for 18 years? <laughs>
0: 18 years.
1: I'm not the guy that does the whole like, ah, this is just a corporate holiday to suck money out of people for flowers and stuff. Yes, you are. No, not not terribly. Like, <laughs> yes. to, to a little bit I am, but not, I don't know, there's people that get way over the top, like, ah, oh, I'm never going to put up a Christmas tree that's pagan and all that stuff. I don't do that. Um, but I, I don't know, we've... I was just I was just watching um, something. I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about how what they noticed was the people that are always um, posting about their relationship or, or every time they're on a vacation or whatever they're doing, um, those are the people that, like, it seems like their relationships don't last. Like, they're always trying to reaffirm, like, that they're doing okay. And then when you get alone with those people, they're not doing okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know we we're together all the time all the time all the time, all the time. and like I can't <laughs> sleep without her in the same room,
2: oh really? it's bad, no, I can't sleep without him in the same room either i don't oh I gosh. don't like
1: i'm more it's 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 a bigger i don't know you there's 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 a better chance that I'm gonna try and be cheeky and tease my wife or pick at her or. Poker, or be the mean kid on the bus. That I don't know. I'm not pulling her hair, but you know, to get her attention in public than to, you know, I'm not. I'm not like the big public display of affection, making out in like the same side of the booth type of person. Yeah. we were the you know? same
2: side of the booth when we first were dating. Oh yeah, and it was disgusting. Oh,
1: that was
0: all you though. It was so gross.
1: It gave <laughs> me a neck cramp. Seriously, I was got to sit on the same side, and my head's always turned that way. And all mm. of a sudden, like you're driving home with a stiff neck. <laughs> you gotta turn the heat on in the car or something. You're
0: already trying not to fart. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're spending your
1: your all your energy on on trying to impress somebody that that clearly probably has to fart too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're both like just full of penned up flatulence <laughs> yeah, and yes. and trying to like Keep it We tight just the- ate,
0: and your stomach goes, bloop, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, <laughs> I'm hungry. Sorry, my stomach's growling.
1: Yeah, you need to get something to eat. Gosh. God. I can hear your stomach way over here. It's like, oh man. God, that, the, the last thing you want to do is be in a, a newly started re- relationship and have to use their restroom you know
0: for me you could have stopped at newly started relationship yeah dating now it sounds like a nat- actual, actual a natural an actual nightmare
1: yeah I, b- I believe that I believe that I I have friends that are kind of in the pool and every time they tell me the something dating pool yeah and now it's it's different you know everything's online um,
0: so it's different
1: I heard a horror story from one guy that that um, Apparently, like, well, it was it was somebody mutual between us that was telling me because I was like, oh yeah, I seen so and so, and he's like, yeah, like he's been doing like these dating things, and uh, he went on like Christian sites, and he was like, man, it was like these women were very aggressive, like super aggressive. Meaning.
0: Um they, they were, wanted to like they're ready to be wifed up.
1: Th- like they wanted to hook up. Like oh. they wanted to they wanted to like get in there and try everything out before they cuz they knew what they wanted and they wanted mm-hmm. to know what your your account balance on your checking is and oh. and they wanted to have physical relations right off the bat, spend the night. Like that's just weird to me, you know? Guys I do don't know. these
2: ladies around here. Guys do get the bad rap a lot of the times with trying to be the you know, the nasty ones, but yeah. I, girls, they can get like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say your
0: love language is? I think Joe's is physical touch. Absolutely. I,
2: mine mine or is affirmation. Yeah.
0: I love words, words, of,
1: words affirmation. of affirmation. I do like, but I, I have ADD. So for me to like have that treat dangled in front of me, like you're doing good or Man, you really turn me on. Like that's great for me because it gets all this yes, senses Yes, go involved. there. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, so like those types of things for me, like that gets my wheels turning.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Revs your like, engine. Yeah. Gets your boater. Don't motor, <laughs> motor
0: running. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know your
1: boater. Yeah, your boater, boater motor going.
0: Yeah, your boater mountain. All I
1: picture is like a guy in you the boater vest. Mountain
2: son of a the guy, God.
1: the guy in the tan vest with the little fly fishing hooks stuck in him all over, with the like a fishing hat. What about my Bob? My boater motor, my boater motor going.
0: Yeah, what? A, uh...
1: Good old Wisconsin. Yeah. Good lord.
0: What about Bob? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sailing.
3: Mmm,
1: Faye, this chicken's delicious, <laughs> scrumptious. Say. He said scrumptious. Doctor Leo Marvin. He's got his fish. That was a his good neck. movie. Bill Murray oh. outdid himself with that movie. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel he could go anywhere after that.
0: Really, he'd have to take baby steps to get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heidi, what's yours? It's not physical touch.
2: No. What are the options?
1: Oh, yours are definitely words of affirmation. Acts of service. Um, acts of service. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: mine would, yeah, mine would be. Any kind of flattery. Absolutely. Compliment me. So, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. acts of service. Yeah. And the acts of service. Yeah.
1: She does love chivalry, like yeah. opening doors for her and stuff.
0: Which right. is weird. Carlos. Weird. What's yours? Your love language.
2: Like, what makes you feel good when Christina, well, is it like.
1: Like, how can somebody show love to you? Is it that's like that's like something you would receive well.
0: Acts of service, compliments or
1: or a new gun?
3: Compliments, food.
2: Yeah, food. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, food is huge. I
2: think for guys a lot of it is food. Gifts. I
1: I've never met your mother other than in like a Zoom or a Skype and just hearing about like the things that she cooks when you go home? I love your mother. <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah. she could she could cook for me. Like I'll yeah. totally I I'll, I'll be a participant there. What's your love
0: language? Uh, uh, distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Like no one talked to me no. ever.
2: Um, There's
1: so many people like that, though. They're just like comfortable taking a nap yeah. in the same room as the whole family and then popping yeah. in and out of conversation when they <gasps> see fit.
2: We, I was just talking about that today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where when you are so comfortable with somebody – it gets to a point where you don't even need to speak, you can just be in the same room and you're cool you're yeah. good with it oh yeah, yeah that's
0: that's me all the time I've
2: yeah. people
1: where i I may not talk to them in ten years and then we pop into conversation like we've like we were together last week. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite friendships because i yeah I tend to well, and I tend to give a hundred percent to whoever's in front of me at the moment mm hmm like if you try and set up an appointment with me it, it it is so hard for me, you know, other than obviously the business we we do that all the time, but like if if it's like, hey, I need to talk to you about something, like you need to set aside an hour for me, I will struggle to figure out if how someone, to find time
0: listen to me, if someone says that to me and they don't give me all of the background and context and talk yeah, to me, what do right you want to talk minute, to me about? <laughs> for, I will go into outer space, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely not. that's yeah. terroristic behavior.
2: Well, or when you get the text message that just call me, ha- call me, call me. Why? First of all, I
0: rebuke that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> don't ever do what that. What spirit so. are you of? Yeah. Uh, real quick. I, I think that my love language is probably acts of service. Yeah. Um, w- That's what I get when I'm giving. I don't know. It's probably gifts or or acts of service, too. Yeah in the spirit of valentine's day i prepared questions that i'm going to ask you to about one another and you're going to answer and see if you can guess correctly
1: what you said about somebody saying call me or, or i need to talk to you like th- this is this my is that yeah because i the last time like a church asked me to speak at a valentine's day function i panicked for like a week because i'm terrible at like, lovey-dovey stuff.
0: You are, but you're not. Mm, I don't know. All right, you ready? Heidi. Yeah. What is one thing that Joe can't live without?
2: Hmm. I would probably say the Bible. Yep. He wouldn't do well without I, it. I even
1: sat down and started reading scriptures here. If I get uncomfortable with anything, I'll go read the Bible.
0: What's one thing that Heidi can't live without?
1: Ooh, that's hard. Because, like... Your mind wants to go to like favorite foods. It wants yeah, to go to, your mind does go to food. Uh, you know, favorite movies or whatever. Heidi needs like a healthy diet of worship.
2: Oh, yeah. Worship Otherwise, is a she good feels one for like
1: her. she's like gone backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, if she misses worship throughout the week, you can tell she feels backslidden. Mm-hmm. So, it, I would say worship is huge for her.
2: What? Do you want to know why? Mm. Can I just. Rail, rail, really? Rabbit trail on that? You can rail all you want. I like. I read the Bible daily, and I get into scripture daily. I use that as teaching. That's teaching to me. I use it as what can I learn? What can I consume? What can I digest? What can I change? What can I repent of? What can I tweak? When I'm reading the word, a lot of the times that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Some other people read it different ways, but for me, that's personally how I read it. I always read it as... I want to be the best. I want to be my best. I want to be what you intended me to be. I want to have purpose. Mm-hmm. I want to be in good standing with you. I want to make you proud. And so when I'm reading, I'm like, okay, if I need to change things. I need to fix things. I need to do this correction.
1: See, I when I get in certain books like Titus or something like that, my mind tends to work like that. But most of the time, if I'm reading Psalms, Proverbs, something like that, or, or a lot of what you know, Corinthians or Timothy or whatever, like a lot of the writings from Paul, I'm always waiting for God to speak to me. like, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, that's why my mind works different with the word is because like something will highlight and then I'll go, yeah, that, I'll get stuck on that. That
2: happens to me too. Yeah. But it's all with mine, it's mostly like teaching correction moments mm. for me personally. But so when I do Bible time, that's, that's like me going to school. Like my Bible time is like school time Mm -hmm. and the worship though, that for me, which is why he said like, I feel backslidden if I go through a whole week without worship is because the worship is the part where like I can just connect to like his heart. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And I, there's like not really teaching or correction there. It's just like me loving him and he, him loving me. It's like the sweet, it's like the romance part of the relationship. What movie title best describes your marriage?
1: Are you asking her? The both of you. These
2: are hard. If you
1: say Dumb and Dumber, (laughs) you're gonna owe me a steak dinner. So funny. You're gonna owe owe (laughs) me a a chili pepper burger. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? The guy eats the burger and he's got indigestion.
0: He's like, (laughs) "It's an ulcer." Yeah,
1: it's ulcer. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Get the pills. Yeah. Yeah. What's the question? It, what, what movie, movie title? title best describes your marriage? Mm. Under
1: the Tuscan Sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> my friend's mom made me
1: watch that yeah. with her at the theater. It was great. What's you know,
2: the one with Julia Roberts? My best friend's wedding? <laughs> 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 no, the live live love oh eat pray love eat pray love do you know I what that's I about I've, I d- that. I've never seen it but that's like a great title i feel like i should get like a plus for that a answer prostitute?
1: no that's I, no i've that's honestly that's never pretty woman i've pretty woman.
2: never seen it but it's probably weird because i feel like she goes on like a journey whenever movies go on like a journey it always leads to Yeah,
1: probably gonna be somebody that really knows in- intricately what that movie's about i do and yeah. And it's probably not got anything to do with it's eating or I could be absolutely loving. Wrong. It's fine.
0: It's it's not at all Christ-based, but it was about the title. Is yeah. all and eat, pray, love is actually a perfect answer. Good job. Yeah,
2: I know. A plus. I win that round. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to say Goonies.
3: Oh, you
2: Goonies so?
1: Is, is so describes our relationship because every day oh. is some weird, half-handed adventure. That we don't really know what's gonna go on, but we're gonna save the world and our, our home and our family <laughs> through it. Mm-hmm. And like Captain it, America. It's amazing what we've made it through in our lives to this point. So I would say like some goofy, funny movie like that. And there mm-hmm. was still like love and, and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. There was the kiss underneath the uh, the wishing well. You know, yeah, waterfall. Wasn't it a waterfall? It was a weren't they well. inside the thing? Yeah, it was like a spring-fed wishing well.
2: But weren't they inside the?
0: Yeah, there was like water dripping down. Yeah, I guess waterfall. Carlos, what what movie title best describes our marriage?
2: It's a hard. These are hard.
0: No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they so are because
2: there's so many movies. The holiday. holiday? Yeah. Aw, that's a good answer.
0: Good answer, Carlos. What is it? <laughs> it's like Family Feud. <laughs> good answer.
1: Yeah, you guys like to travel and stuff, so.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think what my answer would
1: be. There's so many like romantic movies with that one British guy.
0: Hugh Grant. Notting yeah, Hill. Yeah. It's probably those the ones. one you're thinking of.
1: No, what's the one where, where like um
0: oh, Bridget Jones diary?
1: No, they end up at like the the piano <laughs> recital or whatever, the school thing at the end.
0: Love actually. Yeah,
1: love actually.
0: Yeah. Um I don't like a lot of
1: those though because it's usually like somebody disrupting another relationship to have a relationship
3: mm-hmm.
1: but like i i feel like i knew like i was gonna either marry heidi or be single the rest of my life when i met her in some weird way i'm gonna stick with goonies yeah what what that. was your what, if you had to pick a movie title for you and carlos mm-hmm. what would that be
0: i'm thinking
3: <laughs> to <America>. that's genius
1: <laughs> you gotta have your mic back you're on so if you're gonna smart. do that yeah, coming to america oh, man. that's a good
0: one <laughs> son-in-law son-in-law <laughs>
1: oh lord little polly shore
0: yeah steven tyler pjs yeah um that guy's doing hey, like a buddy. comedy tour now yeah. yeah who hogs the bed covers mm. joe
1: yeah I'm. i'm a cocoon He
2: is an absolute cocoon.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll wrap my feet, my face, my head. Really? Yep.
2: Do you know that when he gets mad at me, he will... So I have to have physical touch when I'm sleeping? All night long, I have to have some part. I maintain my answer of distance, but go on. Some part of me has to be touching him, whether it's my foot touching his foot or my leg touching his leg or my hand touching his shoulder. All night long, I have to have some part of touching.
1: Her toenails scraping the back of my leg. Whatever. Whatever.
2: Lies. Uh. When
0: we were younger, we would have occasional sleepovers, and she was like that always. Yeah. And she would flop her hot leg over you in the middle of the night, and then start laughing in her sleep. Weird. And I was like,
2: Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I started sleeping in the guest bedroom. You did. (laughs) With the windows open. With the windows open, yeah. Yeah.
2: But so something always has to be touching. That's how I get rest. In fact, he's almost. I say that he's kind of my security blanket because when I get tired at night, he'll be like, "You want to rub my back?" And I'm like, "Absolutely, I do." Because the second goes like this, the second my hand hits him, I am like out, like I am sleeping, Mm -hmm. like full sound sleeping. Anyways, when we get in little, you know, tiffs, tiffs.
1: When when the Bible says, "Don't don't go to sleep on your wrath or your anger," and and we we. We pull the silent treatment. Oh man! If you ever, if you ever want to learn who you are and about the silent treatment, find a good Dan Muller to listen to. Yeah. Because he totally. Um, who is that? He he was uh, Todd, Todd White's, White's mentor? mentor. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's he's a phenomenal teacher. He does he really a lot is. with like he did a lot with Power and Love, and he's still doing uh, stuff with Tom Rutilo with like the City Quake, where they do a lot of street ministry stuff. But the guy has got 27, 30 years, something like that, of just living a gospel that most people think is unattainable. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally has had ministers put their kids up to asking his kids in church, like, is your dad really like that at home? You know? So, like, but this guy, is, he's, he's sound in his doctrine, but he, he literally can just, man, he, like, God can use him to just break strongholds. I was just listening to him. He was talking about like the silent treatment. Like, how did Christ dying for you on the cross and bringing you into reconciliation from all the sin in your life? How does that work to entitle you to give a person the silent treatment?
0: I'm physically incapable of doing that. Like,
1: how can you... I got something to say. <laughs> ...justify those actions when when everything about what Christ did for you is forgiveness? Right. So, yeah, so sometimes, I not mean, recently... I,
2: I'm going to make sure that you now favorite that video so that any yeah. in the upcoming future, I can yeah. play that for it's you. It's been a while, though. It has. But when we would get in arguments, because my love language is touching some part of him while we're sleeping, I... He literally will get into bed and he will go on top of the sheets
1: note we so, even even when there's like um <laughs> some sort of discord in our life or in our marriage, we still yeah we don't threaten divorce no, and we don't sleep in opposite rooms. No. we still sleep in we the still same bed sleep
2: in the same bed, but he makes but, uh, it a living nightmare
1: <laughs> i. I am one who will find a a loophole always
2: finding the loophole so
1: she'll get in under the sheet all comfortable and then I'll slip in between the top sheet
2: and the the comforters
1: or the quilts
2: so I am I I'm literally (laughs) unable to physically touch him because there's a sheet that's blocking us
1: yeah with like a 300 pound guy because I'm under it it and and he's on top of it (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's the worst nights ever. I yeah. don't get any sleep. I was like, this it never is
1: lasts cold. the whole night. Horrible. Hey. I always end up repenting.
2: Have you ever
0: just gotten up and gotten it under the, just the blanket too? No,
1: because she, <laughs> she's stubborn. She she doesn't you give in. Both that easy. Are. She wants to win.
0: Yeah, you both are so stubborn. But I yeah. usually
1: end up repenting at some point, and then I get cold or mm-hmm. something, and and I don't like not being able to wrap my. I feet wake up. up
0: in the morning. I don't have any blankets on at all. Yeah. Really, none. Yeah, that's crazy, sauce. And Carlos yeah. is like Let me somewhere under a pile of them. Let me. She ask.
1: puts a fan on on my side of the bed, yeah. and then I get the brunt force of this. It's literally like I think they like. Um, Reverse engineered like the, the jet engine out of like F-16 and put it in this stupid fan from Sam's Club. and it, <laughs> Is literally, it a box fan? No, no it's, it's like this fan? dumb tower fan. I thought it'd be really weak because most of those are. Well, not this one. This one blows the ukuleles and guitars off the wall and it's, shakes the TV.
2: It's the most glorious sound while you're sleeping. Oh, no, it's like no. I'm basking we're white noise, in an ocean. We're We're
0: white noise sleepers, but we have it completely pitch black mm. to the point where like if the neighbor down the street leaves their yard light on, it keeps me up at night. Wow. Yeah. And, but nothing else, just the fan. Like
1: if, if I woke up and everybody was gone and I was like, did the rapture happen. I wouldn't know. I didn't, I didn't hear the over the fan. I didn't hear the trumpet sound. Cause the fan is right there. So is Carlos the c- cover hogger?
0: <laughs> that's by, yeah, that's his official title. <laughs> Um, he will go to bed. I keep the house cold, you yeah. guys know that. Yeah, and because you can always put more clothes on, you can only take so many off. That is, my it, was, philosophy it was like in life
1: with the wind chill, it was like 20 below, like three days ago. Mm-hmm. And if your furnace, which is brand new, I know, but if it were to fail, mm-hmm. you're already down to like 55. It would take no time to freeze your pipes.
0: Lies. It is set on 61.
1: Right. But I don't think it keeps up because it always feels like I could almost see my breath. It's no, you, like you're I was, such a drama queen. I was literally like like two weeks ago, I was wearing slippers here and I was like, man, is the little kid from like the sixth sense going to show up? I'm seeing my breath here.
0: You're crazy. Uh, it's glorious and it's the best place to sleep. Ask your kids.
1: Man, I tell you what.
0: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so
1: studies show that people that sleep, sleep in cold rooms are more I, I likely was to have. I was
0: in mid-sentence.
1: I'm sorry. They're more likely to have bad dreams.
0: Oh, no. So make sure you pray dream. before you go to sleep. I don't dream. And oh. I now I lay me down to sleep every single night. Like, no <laughs> joke. I lay me down to sleep. I praise the Lord my soul. I to literally. Keep. I praise the Lord my soul to keep, She says. <laughs> Yeah. I literally have a
1: weird I, conviction.
0: I pray to the I pray the Lord.
1: I literally get this weird conviction like once every 6 months about kneeling down by my bed before I go to oh sleep. Oh my to gosh, pray. do it. I know, but it's just like nobody else in the house
0: does it. Oh, do it. Pluto would be right there. <sighs> yeah. yeah, he would. I he um, think that was like But uh Carlos on occasion most of the time really will will go to bed in like a hoodie and uh sweatpants and socks
1: does he pull the hood up and like tie it shut absolutely yeah
0: and then (laughs) i've done that and then for christmas not last year but the year before i got him a headband that is a bluetooth it's bluetooth headphones yeah so it looks like one of those headbands for the winter Mm -hmm. um and he listens to a preaching podcast to fall asleep every single night Nice. nice. In Spanish or English? Español. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dante Gable, right? Dante Gable. That's who he listens to. And most of the time. And uh, Toby Jr., who he met at the Miami airport, by the nice. way. That's good.
1: And You would not believe some of the stuff that people put themselves to sleep <laughs> to.
0: Yeah. Uh, he And then we have a huge down comforter. Hmm. And we also have a thinner quilt and then a top sheet uh top sheets are of the lord by absolutely. the way uh and if if you don't use a top sheet you need to get your right you're right get your life right with the lord <laughs> I do agree. you know
1: i go into a lot of homes and i see quite a few people that sleep with no like sheets on no bed. sheets on the bed yeah. at all yeah, and their absolutely pillows absolutely their pillows it. look like they're like a million years old but this is the thing because i was the youngest of the three boys Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Andy or Brian, if they wanted my socks or my pillows or whatever, they'd just take them and drool all over them. So I'm like very conscious of my bedding and how clean it is. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. So we, I buy new bedding. We all the have time. like 15 comforters and oh, we yeah. have like 20 sets of sheets. Hey. Yep. So yeah, that was my other question. Do you?
0: Do you have a question?
2: Yeah. Which one of you two? Is the one to first apologize, Carlos?
1: You gotta say it in the mic, man.
2: What about us? Who apologizes first? Um, God's watching. Right,
1: right. I don't know, cause like it—it it <laughs> just depends on the situation. <laughs>
2: you're such a liar.
1: No, it depends I always on the situation. Apologize first. Uh,
2: always.
1: Only when you want something. <laughs> oh, you're a liar. <laughs> She's like, oh crud, when, I gotta go to when Walmart. When it's me, I'm all I gotta like. Go sh- I got a whole shopping list. I, I'm uh, Okay. Hey. Lord, I'm sucking it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm sorry.
0: Hey, here's the thing. This is how me and Carlos fight a lot of the time, okay? We like, we're like firecrackers, like pop, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. And then we take a beat. And then one of us is like, so are we going to eat or what? Mm. What do you want to eat? Yeah. 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 Or like, <laughs> one time we were in a fight, Carlos, do you remember this? I looked at him and I go... You are so bad at this. And he's like, I know that. (laughs) Thank God. And then the fight was basically over. Carlos comes from a family where they're silent treatment type people. Like, they'll just write you off for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. The rest of their life. We, on the other hand, our family is very much like, here's the thing. With me, there's never a mystery. I will tell you exactly what I'm upset about, what I'm thinking, what I'm
2: feeling. And it's always, I will, if you ask me what I want, I'll tell you. See, I feel like with him, a lot of the times the thing that he's blowing up about is not the actual issue, which I think makes it difficult to figure out what the actual issue is. A lot of
0: people are like that. Yeah. And then um, if you say, like in general, I've had this in many different forums in my life where people are like you're upset and i'm like yep and this is why and they're like "Mm, seems to me like you're actually upset about some other thing Mm. and i'm like at work someone said uh, like most of i don't think i've ever had a review where i don't have at least one person say that she's too direct Mm. that's not a surprise though Mm -hmm. um but i had a coworker recently say if i'm upset i tell you and it's done like it's done right then yeah and we're good. Yeah.
1: My my issue is when when people do the same thing over and over and over, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think God's been with some of the stuff we've been doing lately. He's been working on grace with me because grace, obviously, is you getting what you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, I'll watch the same behavior over and over and over and over, and then at the point where I'm where it clicks in my head, like this is going to be a spiritual mountain or stronghold in their life very soon because they have not corrected this behavior, then my approach is wrong because I'm not in the right spirit. I'm just in like a, uh, you need to switch this. Otherwise you're going to have this, this, and this happen. And then people don't respond to that because they just immediately hear it. Like you're saying this is happening to you or like you're putting like word curses on them or something. And then it spirals out of control with Mm -hmm. that stuff. And then we never get back to that root of like, hey, my heart is really not wanting to see you self destruct, you know. So like, if you're like Heidi, doesn't uh, communicate the same way as me. Obviously, I'll completely expose something, make it completely transparent, so that it can be fixed right now.
0: But the way that we process is different. Yeah. Because and then I'm over it's it. It's one quite. and done, right? Yeah. yeah. And like everybody forget about it, and so you and I are very similar Mm -hmm. and Heidi and Carlos are very similar. Mm -hmm. They're not that way. And so like a lot of times I can be very sharp tongued and like in my mind, I'm like, let's just get this taken care of right now. Like let's acknowledge the problem like and move on. Well, and a lot of times she, like him,
1: if if I blow up and say something and then I, my problem is, is like, I have really good recall. So I'll recall the last 20 times the day, the time, what was said, and all of a sudden... I don't know you, if that's a gift, by the way. Right. Well, it is in, in some ways, but not for like that. Right. Because then you're holding people in contempt. And, yeah. And we're supposed to forgive others. Correct. You know, with us is a lot of times I could be right, but my approach is wrong. That's right. And then I'm not in the right spirit when I do it because I, I, I may have some good there, but there's either anger or discord or dissensions there which are all spiritual things. So all of a sudden that that happens, and it happens in a conflict where there's already a mismanagement of communication. Mm-hmm. And then it could be hours, days, weeks later when she finds herself in some other situation where she catches herself doing it, then she'll fix it. But it's like, how do we get that clarity to understand, like, this was a very intricately woven
0: You know, booby trap. If you want to see the change in the other person, this is like Mm -hmm. my thing lately. And I've done studying because obviously I've studied social sciences, right? Mm -hmm. And number one, you and I have a way of communicating, and people like us have a way of communicating where we unintentionally, but sometimes severely wound the other person Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even register. Correct. And we can't even understand why that would Mm -hmm. because, like, all I'm doing is saying what's true. Yeah, and a lot of times it's like the I'm approach, right? water off a yeah. duck's
1: back with me. You say yeah. something to me. But, but like,
0: like it's so for me, I've I've noticed that more. So I've tried to be less like that. Um
1: But I think, you know, like we've we've been through different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I've been through things where I've been very critical of myself my whole life.
0: Well, that's the thing that people often don't understand is that someone who is like that and everything we can be, first of all, we can, we can lean critical no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, absolutely. And, and, um, we can be critical and it doesn't impact us because no matter what, we are less critical to you than we are of ourselves. I seen a hundred percent of the time.
1: I mm-hmm. seen a video. He was talking about how she went to the gym and she got in there that morning, and um, this woman said to her, "Like, you know, if if you're gonna be here, you 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 better work out."
0: What does that mean?
1: Well, she's heavy set, you know, and she's like, "If you're gonna be here, you." That's
0: a good way to get me a square up. Well, man. then
1: <laughs> then she ends up getting. Um, ready for another part. She finished that workout doing her, um, weightlifting or whatever. And then she's getting ready to go over and do some, um, aerobics or cardio in the pool. And she's getting ready for that. And then all of a sudden she ends up with this lady, like, oh, if you, if you, how dare you go get in this pool in this swimming suit? Like nobody wants to see that. And she's like, oh man. Wow. So then she goes and she does her aerobics and she. In the pool and she gets out and then she starts um, getting dressed because she's going to do a, a run. She does this run. So she's going to do this run on this Is track. Is she an
0: iron woman? Like, I don't understand. No, she's just a
1: lady trying to get her life in order and her health under control. And all of a sudden, um, you know, she's talking to a lady and she's in the, gi- the gym locker room. And then another lady comes up and her, she, she gets out on the track and she starts running. And as she's running, she's running around this track. And she passes like four elderly women Mm -hmm. and she's like, you guys are doing great. And she gets around them and she gets around the next corner. And this woman's like, like, if you're going to run, like set a pace where you're not in people's way. And all of a sudden she gets back to the locker room and she's like, man. And she goes, was this real? And she's telling this in this video and she's like. So three approaches from this woman that were very critical about what she was doing. She's trying her hardest to better her life, and she's speaking affirmation over other people in their workouts, and she's really trying to like, help people, encourage them. And she says, the sad part was, is the woman that kept saying things to me was me. So all these times that she had this interaction with this woman, what a twist in her try. head! I did
2: see that one coming. In her head,
1: it was her being critical of herself, and she'd she'd pass somebody and she'd she'd like say something great to him or whatever, and then she's running on this track and it just gets worse and worse, and she's like, "That was the problem." Is like it was me internally, just critiquing, criticizing myself. How dare you get in a swimsuit? Nobody wants to see all that. How mm-hmm. dare you? You know, get on this track. I was ready to call it a away. better business
0: bureau. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's the way we are. Uh-huh. Yes. So now all of a sudden we're we're talking about our, our faults when we when we have miscommunications with, with the 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 crazy thing is when you approach somebody that you're in covenant relationship of marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many divorces somebody's had or whatever, but when they get to a point where they have God involved. And they, they get the knowledge of it being a covenant relationship with him at the center. it changes things because now you don't you you have the responsibility of of not breaking that covenant before the Lord. Mm-hmm. you know when Jesus was asked about the 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 law of Moses in the bill of divorcement, he said, you know there never was with God that God allowed Moses to do that because of the way the people were acting. so we have this covenant relationship where now we're we're understanding like our failed relationships before this one mm-hmm. like there we've been baptized we're new creation those things don't even exist anymore but this one here this is like long haul this is either till the trumpet sounds and we're in eternity or it's until death does, does us part you know what I mean so when we have that type of um I guess, what, what would be the right word for that? Like it's, it's, a, it, it's a very important relationship to understand. And th- that person that feels that same way, we, we know that the next holiday, the next meal or whatever, we're going to have to sit down at the same table. There's mm-hmm. going to be forgiveness there. So we tend to hurt the person that we know has to forgive us and loves us most. Because we know we would never get away with it with with anybody pushing carts at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know. Guy guy or gets away in, in the, in the your parking, parking lot, right, dings right. your car. You're like, oh no, I got insurance. You know, mm-hmm. like and your wife dingers, dingers,
2: yeah, dings your car, and you're like,
1: what did you do? I'm selling this car. Mm-hmm. I, I hate this car. You damaged it. Be better. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> You hit, so <laughs> <stuff with cars. laughs> like, okay. hit so much stuff yeah, with I'm cars. I'm like, okay, so much stuff. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But you know what I mean? Like having that <laughs> when we, when we, when we know that somebody loves us that much and they're they've committed to something, it's easier to to just dump your junk on them, you know, and walk yeah. away because you know that they're gonna forgive you because that's been the consistency up to this point in that relationship. And then to learn new language to communicate is really hard.
0: It is. It's possible though.
1: Yeah, you have to get in the Bible, mm-hmm. and you have to be around people that that can teach you, and, and you, you have, have to take instruction. It. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and you have to practice it. Just I like was any just discipline. listening to this guy who was talking about how he is a really he's a loud parent, meaning mm-hmm. that he yells a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't like it didn't register to him, but he found that he was very ineffective as a father so he started whispering
1: oh i seen that yeah
0: so he would he would like tell them like he would yell like get ready so that we can go and they wouldn't move mm-hmm. and they would just yeah.
1: ignore them and then it would be a bigger blowout mm-hmm. I can... and so
0: he started going go get your shoes on yeah, yeah.
1: He'd get right up in there hey i need you to get your shoes on we gotta yeah. leave so James 1.26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Um, Matthew 12.36 and 37, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they yeah. speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. James 3.2 two. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. Mm-hmm. Like the tongue is the hardest member to control. It's like the, the toughest muscle in the body because it it's your plowshare. It's how you, you know, when I witness to people out in public, that's exactly how I cultivate the ground is is my words go in right. and it it... it it breaks up that hard ground mm-hmm. so it's it's really important that that you commit to this you know and and we're i don't know fourteen years uh into uh ministry now, and now it's I think we're getting to a place of spiritual maturity where God's really turning up the
2: I feel like it would only be like nine years.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Right from day one. So I would say 14 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't. I really struggled with committing, though. So like I always wanted to be in a position where I had a way out. So maybe in the last seven to nine years, we've been in a a full committal relationship with a, a church body, which even in that time, we've seen so many people come and go. So it that also you know that really affects your communication skills mm-hmm. as well because you have to learn to to allow God to keep your heart soft so that you don't get callous towards people cuz yeah. everybody that comes in the door that you fully trust in and and, and give your your heart to cuz that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to to give lend people our faith and our heart to 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 disciple them and to grow them in their faith. And we can't chance our heart getting calloused mm-hmm. because even if the first 27 walk out with with um, entitlement and, and no um, gratitude for what they've received or learned, the next one might be the next Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. The next one might be the next Reinhard Bonnke. And if you can keep your heart soft and you can— Teach them to do the same. You might speak into the life of somebody that God's going to use to touch millions upon millions of people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask you this: What's the most romantic
2: thing that the other person does? Mm, I um, what Joe does most romantically is when I say that I want something like in passing, and he makes, no. and then he makes it happen. So yeah. like if I say, "Oh, I'm craving sushi." The next thing you know, like he shows up with sushi. Or mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I really need some new bras. Carlos does that. Well, Carlos has never bought me a bra. <laughs> and then Joe comes home
0: with bras. That's so funny. Uh, if I say that I'm in the mood for something, well, first of all, we, we never go out to eat. So if I say I'm in the mood for sushi, Carlos is like, he done. takes advantage <laughs> of <laughs> done. that. Done and yeah. done. Um, Joe, what about you? What's the most romantic? Not sexy but romantic <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> most romantic man romance is not like a huge thing for me but she does try to like plan these little getaways and special date times and stuff she's like a that. planner
0: yeah. i am a planner so i mean she th- also that's puts a, a lot s- of thought into any gift that she gets yeah
1: you. yep she does
0: so that's really nice but uh there's there's you know
1: there's little things like that where, where the like it's just a spur of the moment, get away for the night or something. And then that's always nice because then I have the ability to pick the restaurant without a fight.
2: Mm-hmm. Can I be honest about romance right now? Absolutely. I feel like it's overrated. Here's why because I think that most romance is superficial, it's very high, like surface level, okay? Mm-hmm. so and this isn't true for everybody. I'm we're, you know, we have our own stuff here. So like some people are like your dad, for example. he is like super romantic. That's another level. Like most people don't reach that level. Mm-hmm. And for us, though, a lot of the times when you think of romance, you think of some person swooping in with flowers, bringing you to a candlelight dinner with soft jazz music playing. And, like, saying sweet nothings in your ear. Mm-hmm. Feeding you their spaghetti off your <laughs> fork. Okay? So, like, when a I lady think... And a lady and the tramp <laughs> yeah. moment. We kiss at the middle of the noodle. Like, when I think romance, that's what I think of, right? That's what
1: most people think of. You know, you know when, when I feel most romantic with her, a lot of times when, like, I do something or say something dumb, mm-hmm. and then we have a moment where we're kind of laughing at each other, and it's, like, that moment, mm-hmm. that brings more... Yeah, love and romance to me, like when when we go get together with another couple and we see how rigid they are with each other because they're like walking on eggshells around each other, can't say the wrong thing, and we're over here teasing each other, we're going to have a very romantic night when we leave. Like (laughs) I can tell you that right now and it's going to be filled probably with the lust of the flesh too because that works for us. Yeah, girl, get it. We literally, um, we've been together Almost twenty years. That's so long. And it's the like flame, my whole life. <laughs> the yeah. flame is not out. <laughs> right. Um,
0: our our. It never was, though physically. Yeah, our relationship started, started on a physical awful.
2: Mm-hmm. It like ours did start on a very nothing but it was, yeah, it was nothing but sensual. physical. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it was very self-serving to each other, and um, we're we were both very. Um, Focused on making sure the other person was taken care of, mm-hmm. so that that has never been an issue. Like we, that was one thing that we've never kept from each other when we we're angry either. Right. Mm-hmm. Which we found out later is biblical. Right. That you don't withhold those things from your spouse because mm-hmm. that could send them looking for it elsewhere. So we've 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 never had an issue there. So like our romantic, so us being in love now, like. <laughs>
2: now that we're in love
0: yeah oh my god that means like like Heidi, i think you're gonna have a good night tonight to be honest when i, when I have a you like you start a, spitting sweet nothings like that
1: when i have like a, a sp- specific shirt or a pair of socks that like i almost don't even want to put in the laundry because like I, I i don't like not having that thing and then i come up and it's like on the edge of the bed and I'm ready to go or like, Aww. you know what I mean?
2: But what I was... So what he responded with, with the funny and the... That is... So that that has become romance to us. Like, yeah. not the sweeping me off my feet and giving There's me place for all things. of these flowers yeah. and we candlelit dinners moments. and, and dressed fancy... It's like when you leave the fancy restaurant and you're like, man, I'm hungry. You want to go get a burger? I'm straight up. realness. Yes. Realness. That is the romance for me yeah. where we just like sit and we just laugh yeah. and we sometimes we eat or sometimes we watch a show together or it's just like that connection that's yeah. made. Yeah. It's we, like that. You, it,
0: um, it's like he's your best friend.
1: Yes. We, we share our dreams. We we literally mm-hmm. not only share our, our dreams that we have when we sleep like almost daily, but we we have hopes and dreams. We have vision together. Mm-hmm. So like our conversations aren't always like about oh we need to get this or we need to do that. It's like if we do this, a good man leaves behind uh, uh, inheritance for his children and his grandchildren. So if we do this, we're going to set this in place and we're going to break off this generational thing mm-hmm. of of theft over our wealth of our family over mm-hmm. here. And and now that we have Christ in our life, every day is our jubilee. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait 55 years for that or 50 years or whatever it was in the Old Testament. Right. So now we have a different way that we process and look at things. Mm-hmm. I I love my wife and there's romantic moments, but I think it's more enjoyable for us to, to just have fun with it too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been times where we were trying to make a romantic dinner happen. And it, it, it was more fun to try and convince the waitress that we were on our first internet date and that we'd never met before, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of playing around and having fun with a situation rather than like this. We hold each other to these standards that, That one, the other one may not really have like a definition of, Mm -hmm. you know, so how can you live up to something that you have not seen or been raised around, right? Yeah. Like, that's very strange to to foreign for somebody to try and and it doesn't feel natural, Mm -hmm. you know, it'd be like if I sat here and tried to read a script for this. It would be the worst for the rest of you because it would would not be natural to me.
0: I've been reading a script this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, we're watching Max. I'm like,
1: my my ADD is on oh, like I, like, high alert. I I'm watching am literally looking, looking at two Full
2: ADD people in front of me right now. Watching our, isn't our, it fascinating? Our, my son
1: and your nephew play Fortnite and just like run around with a big axe thing. It's in his a hand. hammer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's. It's nice to have the kids here, though. It is. I, it is. I like it. And they're very well behaved. But um, what is a romantic night for you? My favorite in all the world. We like have nice lighting at home. Yeah. We're not watching TV or anything, but we have music playing. Mm. And I'm like reading. Yeah. And Carlos is, I don't know, doing his thing. Making cheese. He does make his own yeah, he cheese. Yeah, cheese. Um, I don't want anybody to think that was a euphemism for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like actually <laughs> literal be. cheese. But um, <clears throat> it, when you were saying what you were saying, Heidi, it, to me, it's like that's it, it, when you've been married long enough because we've been married 11 years. Mm-hmm. The romance that you described, is it. it is superficial and it's there's a realness and a depth yeah. to getting past that. Do we save space in our life to have like a nice romantic dinner yeah probably also probably more than most Mm -hmm. right where like you on a given day you may not know (laughs) like you could call carlos and i and you're like where are you and we're like we're in wyoming yeah (laughs) we're in minneapolis we we just pick up and leave town sometimes yeah um so we do have things like that as well um, but that's my favorite yeah. is when we're just like relaxing and having a quiet day. Sometimes it's the afternoon and like my favorite thing, you know what a morning dove sounds like. Yeah. A morning dove gives me like nostalgia for our childhood or something. And like we'll have the patio door open and the, you know, the wind blowing through. And it's just like, it's just like that really deep. It's deep peace and yeah. relaxation. Yeah. So that's my favorite type of day or evening.
1: I get it. I've had men and women talking to me about like, oh, if only I had what you guys have. And I'm like, we went through... Hell. Hell. and like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we just, literally had to like... Maybe those people are still in it. But. We had to almost die to... We had to die to get life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we had to go through... Like all the the valleys and answer the shadows. This question too. and then, mm-hmm. but it's funny to like people are attracted to what we have because we have this inseparable closeness now, but what that really looks like is the ability to laugh at each other, the ability to cheesy, cheesy tease each other, the ability to um, you have cheese on the brain. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, but that's 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 like. For me, I come home and she's got hard-boiled eggs for me and they're de-shelled.
0: Aww. And
1: then as long as I don't get a shell, I'm like, wow, this person cares for me.
0: Heidi, like, just randomly will, like, I'll where she she does, like, birthdays and things like that. And, like, you say Joe makes note of things, but you also make note of things. And if I say, like, I'm craving something or you know what my favorite food is, like, you'll make sure it's there for me.
2: Remember that one year I got you like bagels from New York or something. Literally,
0: oh my gosh! Well, even I
2: see. I still people... get emails from those. <clears throat> yeah, I see
1: spi- people spiritually a lot of times too. They'll look at like pastors and leaders and stuff and be like, oh man, if only I could have that. If only I could have a man okay. or a woman of God like that.
0: Can, I, can we just say though, pastors have this thing. This is church culture, youth pastors especially, but pastors in general have this thing where they refer to their uh, smoking, better, hot, smoking wife. hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My smoking hot wife, woman of God. Yeah.
1: You kind of have to though. The hard position of being married to somebody in ministry. There's always people that want to come in and have a relationship with your spouse, and if we're so busy in our life with our businesses and our job and our kids and ministry, like sometimes we don't get a chance. What did I say last night when you came to bed? I have not talked to you all day. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Yo, you went to you went to sleep right away, and I was like, "You're just going to sleep." I haven't talked to you all day.
2: And you know? what did I do?
1: And then you. Rub my back for thirty seconds.
2: (laughs) I tried. I gave you like a full five minutes where I tried my hardest to stay awake.
0: (laughs) But sometimes Heidi has a thing, man. If she's falling asleep, good luck. Yeah, she's 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 done. Game over. That's
1: uh, so when when you're married to somebody and you're both involved in ministry and there's always this point, it's like our wedding day. Like I didn't see her all day
0: what we looked forward to the most on our wedding day was like, we looked forward to like ordering toppers at the end of the night. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we did. Did you too. order
2: toppers at the end of the night at your wedding? Yeah. And so did we. That's what we did.
1: That's all that you're not how many from people Eau Claire. In, if you don't,
2: yeah. How many people in Wisconsin have ordered toppers Yeah, on their wedding night? Oh, yeah, yeah. triple order toppers
1: sticks with ranch have.
2: and nacho cheese.
1: Yeah. We even Carlos went to a is restaurant. Nodding. He's like, <laughs> He's we even like, went to a restaurant that. and then went back to the hotel. And, Cause the restaurant was terrible.
2: And some guy hit on a bride.
1: Yeah, he was like so infatuated with your white dress. He's
0: yeah. like, "Oh, what are you guys all dressed up for?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> where maybe, are you going?" Maybe
1: I can get beat up by this this young man. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like in his sixties too. It was weird.
2: Yeah, it was. It, it, I don't know. So, can we get Carlos's answer quick? Yeah. What yes. What is something that's most romantic to you? Um. I don't like my voice, but... I do.
0: <laughs>
1: Welcome to my world. So, for me, it can be, like, a nice
0: dinner
2: where, uh, for example, for New Year's... Oh, yeah. We have, like, a steak, uh, crab legs, the light was
3: down. Nice. And mm-hmm. having soft music. Like she says, she was reading all the time.
0: Go to bed early. Yeah. I think you get past this, like... Surface level, surface. yep. Um, infatuation, yeah, yeah. Um, this is interesting. Carlos and I don't use pet names, we never have. Like, I in my phone, I have Carlos as Carlos Santeria. <laughs> Heidi <laughs> has Joe
2: as, like, my love,
0: yeah. And do you have her as Babe, beautiful no. Heidi so, girl? He used uh, to call me beautiful Heidi girl all the time, so. This is something if people know, it's like a, if you know, you know a thing, but when you guys were in like the worst part of your relationship, you only called each other babe. And I saw a meme the other day that was like, you can tell how awful or chaotic a- I mean this is a generalization that mm-hmm. may not be true but you it was like you can tell how bad a relationship is by the vol- like the volume in which not volume as in like sound but how often or how much those the couple calls each other babe <laughs> right and yeah. you guys that's all you called each other when you were in like the worst part of your relationship but you don't do that anymore
1: yeah and the weird weird thing is is like I don't know like I I've, I've seen people like go from one significant other to the next, and they always have the same pet name. Gross. It's, it's like always babe.
3: It is funny, each his
1: own. Some people do well with that stuff, and, and they've had a a very, you know, normal or, or like, a, you know, a, Healthy a pretty— Healthy relationship, yeah. yeah. And that I can understand, but the majority of the people I meet, for some reason, God puts everybody in my path that's went through— uh like trauma tornadoes and and hurricanes of hurt, <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so everybody I meet, like they're they've come out of something, you know, they can tell you about all the X's and all the O's mm-hmm. and everything they did and and then they're bringing the baggage from those relationships to to possibly somebody that's never dealt with any of that. So now they're being held accountable. To the actions of people that are no longer a part of the situation, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I when when uh, we dealt with a a thing with Maximus and a youth group, and there was some like flirting and stuff, and I'm like, you don't you don't need to have a girlfriend right now just because your buddy's got girlfriends, because you are called to a very specific thing. You've already acknowledged it at your age that you're called to this thing uh, in, in ministry. So you need to, like, run as fast as you can towards Jesus and then look to your right or your left. And if there's somebody there keeping up, that's probably going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Or if there's somebody you're trying to catch up to or pass, that might be the one. Right. So he went through a thing where the the person that was pursuing already had, you know, at, at such a young age, already had went through bad situations in relationships, like— I can't imagine being like 14, 15 and and already had um, like cheating or, or, you know, things like that go on in a Mm -hmm. relationship. Now I'm going forward into relationships in the future with that situation, you know, that hurt already happening in my life. So now how do I... At that age when my brain is still being developed and my spirit is still being developed, how do I navigate relationships without holding others to that kind of accountability? Like, mm-hmm. you could do that to me. So now I'm going to look at everybody as a possible threat that they could do that to me. So when when we meet people that are going through things, it really, you know, it makes you dig in and and try and help them get to a place where, like, they're free of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that has to be the rest of your life. And then your your significant other that you're with now de- is not deserving of the punishment or the reaction. It's like when when I got free from drugs and alcohol and pornography because God supernaturally took mine, the the case for Heidi wasn't the same. So she had, like— almost two years of learning to forgive,
3: mm-hmm.
1: learning how to respect somebody that God was promoting that didn't deserve it.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: How do you do that? Well, you know what she did? She didn't tell her testimony
0: mm.
1: because she didn't want to take away from anybody's respect for me because she knew God was doing something. So There
0: was a lie in that, though, too, from the enemy that made you think that you didn't have one. Right. Mm-hmm. So and God had to reveal it to you, mm-hmm.
1: but mm-hmm. she spent like two years learning how not to react to the trauma of the person that was
3: mm-hmm.
1: like when you live with with somebody that's completely um dependent on substance for eight years or however long it was, you automatically have just like a you have a whole list of emotional re- responses to everything. So like she had to like learn to let God work to remove those things. So she's not responding to me and holding me accountable to those things that happened in that relationship mm-hmm. anymore, you know? And and that's like huge for people to learn because a lot of times when we go into a relationship, we're, we're treating that person based off of every other interaction we've had. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to that person because Jesus doesn't do it to us. That's right. So if we're a Christian and we're called, Jesus said, I leave you all with the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation is us coming in as an advocate to let them know that they're forgiven because they don't necessarily believe it. Mm -hmm. They can't hear without a preacher. So we have to come in and preach that even though you don't love yourself right now and you don't feel you're worthy of this love, and you don't feel you're worthy oh your partner treats you well but you still explode well what is the issue here you're you're holding them accountable to something somebody else did to you and now God's given you this amazing person and you're reacting in the old flesh and you're you're literally not taking advantage of the the thing you prayed for and the thing that God put in your path
0: i think one of the biggest mistakes people make in relationships, um, and marriage in general is that, so I had a really good piece of advice given to me not that long ago, within the last 10 years. And someone said, always assume benign intent. Mm -hmm. So not only do people bring in like emotional baggage and all of this stuff into relationships, but when you've been, when your heart has been hurt, you've been betrayed, you've been lied to, you've been cheated on, that sort of thing, then you start to look for that. Mm-hmm. And if you have been talked to in a nasty way, if you've been lied to, if people have hidden things from you, if you've been rejected, you you almost start to project it onto the person that you're mm-hmm. with, even though they have really good intentions. And because people in your past have been intentional about doing these really crappy things. Yeah,
1: selfishness.
0: You assume, you, there's an assumption made that now if someone forgets something or misplaces something or does something stupid, it's no longer, you don't, they don't ever get the benefit of the doubt. Da- yeah, you the did doubt. that on purpose. It's always, you, know you intentionally do did that and continue to do that and there's no grace given in those situations. And that's where you see people really fall apart in relationships. And it goes from a place of like really wanting to make things work to, then there's just contempt, you know, and you can't, it's harder to bounce back from that. It's not impossible. Like God can, God can do so much and he can mend the broken hearts and he can, he can mend those relationships and make them better than you ever thought possible. But It has to, each, each person has to, they have to take ownership of their part of things.
2: So when he was, when, when we were going through that piece, his mom actually is the one that spoke into my life a lot on that because she said, you, you are kind of what we started off with. You're accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth. So God is not looking at this as, oh, you are really justified there, Heidi. You had reason to talk back to him like that. Like he really did you wrong. God doesn't look at that. That's not even a thing. He's never going to be like, you were right. You were really wounded. So I give you like, you know, free pass Free pass to talk back to him the way that you did because he hurt you first. That's not a God we serve. So she said, you are responsible for your reactions. So whatever comes out of your mouth is now what you get to stand in front of God for. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes on you. Which taught me a lot because every single time he hurt me, I was I would always just like gun back at him. But in my brain, you think I'm fine because he hurt me first. And so nobody's going to think that I'm the bad person here because I'm just sticking up for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't let people walk all over me like I have to stick up for myself. And that's like so opposite of the kingdom that right. it's insane. And so I really started to actually take what was being taught. So... That's the thing with, with Christianity, with being a believer, with picking up your cross and following me, is we could sit and talk about scripture and talk about what Jesus did and talk about all these stories all day long, but if you don't actually pick up and apply some yeah. of this stuff to your own life, mm-hmm. you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to keep yeah. running that hamster wheel over and over and over again, running into the same walls. But I have to rock out uh, Luke really quick yeah. because it talks about this. Mm-hmm. Luke six twenty seven. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also, and from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Verse 32. And this is the piece that's really good for tonight. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Mm -hmm. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back... What credit is that to you, for even sinners lend to sinners to receive much back? But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. If you're only loving people that love you, you're completely missing the gospels you have to love those who are hard to love because that's what god did he literally died on that cross for you when you were still a sinner
1: and it, well, if you see people scripture says love your neighbor as you love yourself if you see people that are unlovable they don't love themselves
3: mm-hmm.
1: so you you might be the one person that can pull them out of it and it'll feel like they're they're taking 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 stealing They're taking advantage of your of your hospitality and your niceness, but in all actuality, you'll you'll be the one person that when they need help, that they'll they'll God will bring you to the forefront of their mind.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. When someone is sorry, when someone is mean and hateful to you, Mm -hmm. and you respond back to that in not a mean manner, but only love, that blows their Mm -hmm. mind.
1: The Bible also says it's like heaping up coals of fire on their head. They
0: don't know. What they to can't do with
2: understand it. it. It's like it, it,
0: it will sometimes make them even more angry. Yes, yeah.
2: but they will leave that mm-hmm. with why are you being nice to me when I was just super mean to you? Right. It, it it's that whole thing where it's darkness, disarming. Where darkness can't comprehend the light. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just listening to somebody talk about
0: the whole the whole story of the cross. What a lot of times people they lose they lose the richness of that message and it's like you're delivered from hell and the you have eternal life and that's it and they don't look deeper and that story it addresses all of the deepest fears that attack intimacy in people he was he was betrayed by Mm -hmm. one of his best friends for Mm -hmm. money yeah um he was attacked in the town that he was in And he was innocent. Mm -hmm. He was
1: denied by his probably best friend, Peter.
0: Right. Three times. Um, They traded him for a prisoner that they knew was guilty. Right. And they knew that he wasn't.
3: Yep.
0: Um, There's just so much in it that addresses fear of betrayal, Mm -hmm. fear of rejection, yeah. Um, there was, there's just like so many things that they listed that like, it's just the worst fears that people have about relationships and you look upon that and you don't have to be afraid of rejection and abandonment yeah. and all of these things that attack your ability to have an intimate relationship with your, your spouse, your partner, mm-hmm. uh, if you have one or to seek it out, if that's your desire and your call is to be married, because by the way, you don't have to be. Right. But there's so much in that that if you look to him and you look deep enough, you see the the freedom that comes in the end and the triumph that comes in the end, yeah. right? But it's so much deeper than just John three sixteen. Yeah, and I think that's our goal ever for yeah. us is to get people to understand the richness and the depth absolutely that's there.
2: Well, even after all of that betrayal and and all of that st- and rejection. Even on that cross, he literally says, "Forgive them."
1: When you said trade off for for Jesus Barabbas, right? So yeah. we when you look at that when when Heidi was going into her prayer closet, so we had the movie War Room in our life before that movie was ever thought. Right, like, like she was literally doing it, that, out. right? Yeah. So um, she didn't trade off me for Barabbas. By going and talking to her sister and her mother and saying, this guy's such a scumbag, and then getting before her pastor and be like, oh, I just want him to be this man of God. She went straight to man of God, man of God, man of God. Mm-hmm. She didn't include others, right? So she made the trade-off for what she wanted to see. And, and in doing that, what happened is God worked, and none of this was just for my salvation. There is a work and a walk we have on this earth and that's what we need that understanding for, mm-hmm. because there is so many others that need the grace and the mercy and the the empowerment to be able to live the whole rest of their life being effective, for their for the kingdom of heaven, for their family, for for their children's children. It's so much deeper than just even when people talk about inheritance, you know, and 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 uh, what we get it like it's not for. In eternity, sure mm-hmm. you get a, a, a palace or a you know many mansions. You get a mansion in in eternity, and you get to go into the New Jerusalem. But the the idea of being able to walk in in God's economy here mm-hmm. is so much more important because then you're not just another beat down Christian that's waiting for an escape clause of like Jesus to come back and you mm-hmm. s- get siphoned out of here and you don't have to deal with stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like that's not where we want to be. So with with that way of intercession and, and the, the stance that she took in the word of God to pray for what she wanted to see, what she felt God created in me, that shifted things. Mm-hmm. I'm not here just for me and my little family.
0: Like, no one is. Right. Yeah.
1: So now I have my heart's bigger than that. My vision's bigger than that. You don't want me in offense. You want me, if I'm not on the Holy Spirit, like on with the Holy Spirit, you don't want me. No. My words are not right. My actions are selfish. So I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. And even me, where I'm at, filled with the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit and worshiping, I still have days where i'm not I'm not perfect we all fall it says we all fall mm-hmm. and it's it's left in a context of it's Falls short it, right. it, it, yeah and it's mm-hmm. left it, it's a it's not like you fell once it's continuous we all fall short of the glory every day
0: can I ask a question every day I'm curious as to what you guys think it's a common misstep in the church I feel like we mentioned romance mm-hmm Right. Do you think it's fair to say that because the world has, we'll say, commandeered, perverted, perverted love Mm -hmm. and uh, no, but like having a physically intimate relationship, it's like nobody talks about that in the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They dang well should.
1: When I think people have skeletons
0: in the closet. Right. They've partnered with shame. But they need they need to break off that partnership absolutely and we need to be able to i feel like here's what i'm here's what i'm getting at i think that there are people because i've had to correct this myself where if the holy spirit's involved mm-hmm. they can't have those two things like in the same thought no nope. because mm-hmm. one's dirty yep you should be able to look at your husband and see a sexy man of god mm-hmm. yep. absolutely right mm-hmm. and like vice versa mm-hmm. it it and drives romance. me nuts when she's
1: preaching like when she's up there oh my preaching, God. I'm like, man, you're God, like you the gave first me good...
0: person to like like the reels and the videos that we make,
3: mm-hmm.
0: especially if it's Heidi's.
1: I love, I love seeing her step out, and then when an anointing hits her, it, it gets me as attracted to her as when there was life in her when she was pregnant. Couldn't keep my hands off her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, God put that in me, that I'm attracted to somebody that's hosting a spirit. Does it always have, like, a physical aspect? No, because I have friends that are anointed ministers that I'm completely attracted to being around them. I can't run into them without hugging them. Because right. I'm attracted to being where God is. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to being a part of what God's doing. I'm attracted to seeing others function well with the gift of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to reach others, I'm attracted to that. When I have my wife though, who's anointed and and it's hitting, it's slapping. Uh, God's giving her a, a right now, a rain, a word, and I'm watching people get touched. I'm like, wow!
0: Like you're about to ask me to take the kids home after this church. is this is this is who I get to <laughs> this is who I get to
1: be around. This yeah. is who I get to spend the rest of my w- life with. I would rather be intimate on a physical level with my wife knowing that she's pure and holy and seeking righteousness than knowing that there's skeletons in the closet come that on, there's man. weird perversions there come on so for me that's like a huge thing for me
0: and to be clear you can be spicy yeah you can be spicy oh, you don't have yeah. to be weird be, perverted oh, yeah. just cuz
2: you're a christian and you're if you have a license you don't got to be no prude don't
1: act like you don't have a physical relationship. And if you don't have a physical relationship Get with on. your spouse, <laughs> that's not God biblical either. It. Yeah, ask for God to restore That it. is That is something God created for us, one, to go and re and then two, to have an enjoyment and a, a covenant that is only between us and our Do spouse. you
0: guys remember this story? <laughs> Dad, mom and dad used to tell this story. And by the way, Joe and I, Heidi's family is a little bit more conservative. Oh, absolutely. When it comes we don't talk about sex in my family. Your dad did. I, he, he, he would make like jokes or window, Not like and Not like full conversations about. You know, our parents, um, they were something. They
1: weren't like perverted, but no, they were like uh, they're
0: real. And you guys still go are you guys real go into
1: down to the beach and go swim. Take your sister to the mall. Go go do something. Yeah, because they you know dad like, drove over the road too, yeah. so he needed to have that. They would go in their and room and the lock the door, and we just knew. Yeah, like, but you knew not to knock. Do not knock. Like I didn't know exactly what they're doing. Didn't care. <laughs> yeah, but we knew not to knock. And they're they're smart enough to put good food out in the kitchen. We didn't need to go near that part of the house. We had
0: satellite. <laughs>
1: yeah, we we had a satellite dish. Like that thing was like ten foot by ten could, foot. Yeah, it was so big. Yep. Yeah, that was we were like some of the only people in the neighborhood that had that. It was pretty rad.
0: But it's it's something that's important to be talked about. I do dad think...
1: built us a baseball diamond yeah, with like the whole fence in the back and like the benches for the a dugouts. Dugout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they gave us stuff to do. We had,
0: we had plenty to do outside. Two
1: barns and a milk house yeah. that you couldn't get in. So
0: it was very normal f- for us to be raised around the idea that you have a physical, a, a spicy physical relationship with your spouse. So dad would tell this story of a pastor and his wife. Do you remember this? And they know. were trying to spice things up a little bit.
2: I'm so scared for what I'm about
0: to hear. <laughs> Don't be. The kids are here. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything crazy. But they were they were um incorporating outfits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the pastor, it was either the pastor friend or or his wife. I can't remember which one. There was a point at which they got up on their dresser. Right. And they were like a well-known pastor in the town and they fell through. Oh no. And like broke their leg. Oh no. And they were in their outfits Oh no! and they had to call the paramedics to help. And like, God bless them because, you know, talk about stepping out in faith <laughs> in your relationship. Um, but I just think that's so funny. God gave me
1: such a great imagination that like those types of things for me is like, why do we want to go through all
0: the time putting something
1: on just to take it off?
0: Right. I could do that with my regular clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like that, uh, the real king sweatshirt there, baby? Yeah. yeah. Let me <laughs> let me slowly try to take this off over my head while my t shirt underneath yeah. slides up at the let same time. Let me squeeze
2: time. you out of those skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I've,
1: I've, I was a janitor at one point, so don't show up to me in a maid costume because no. that just reminds me of work. Yeah. Like, like you, you're gonna come in here with your dirty bathroom. Yeah, hands? I love
0: that you just told people not to show up to you in a made <laughs> yeah, costume. Yeah, yeah. That was, for, that was Please for my Please don't. Wife. That was rule for my of wife. <laughs> rule of thumb. But don't that's show that's up like I don't know.
1: There's, there's I think two, d- to different, to each his different own different, man. Yeah, different don't yuck someone else's strokes. yum. Okay. Yeah, and if that's something you, you and you can, <laughs> yeah, do
0: that, you go for it. But in the meantime... <laughs> I, I think this might be one of the first times this year that we've made Joe blush.
1: Yep. That's hard
0: to do. But it was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: It's, it's so different for everybody, too, because people, you know, they really struggle with with transparency. Um, I, I do make um, jokes sometimes when we're with other couples, especially church couples, about um, my attraction to my spouse. And it's always weird for me when people get it uncomfortable. I'm not. I never do it with like like in a distasteful manner. Right. It's always something that that's edifying to her, and people should be very excited that God has put it on somebody's heart to be with them and only them. You know that mm-hmm. that's pretty darn special. That that you have that. You know, and. That's pretty darn neat. <laughs> that's
2: yeah. That's neat. That's pretty neat. That's neat.
1: That's pretty special that you have it's somebody that would say, I'm going to devote the rest of my existence and my abilities to be um, intimate with
0: somebody with just you, you know? And that's. Well, you know, people get so caught up on things. Like women, a lot of times, will get caught up on the fact, uh, like if their husband is outwardly affectionate in front of other people, yeah. girl, you got to let it go and you got to let go of giving this perception to other people i think social media feel, feeds into that mm-hmm. where you see these people that are acting out their affection quote affection for one an another and it's like a couple's instagram account and you're mm-hmm. like i wish my husband would laugh with me like that and i wish my husband would well they're being sponsored yeah so chill out yeah i'm well, sure i could get carlos to do lots of things if you know <laughs> Airbnb was sponsoring us for $50,000 a post. I'm sure he would give me a smooch too. (laughs) But like the point is, it's like you have to, you have to be okay with having that as it, as it comes and it allow space for it in your real life and not, it doesn't, your affection for your spouse shouldn't be performative Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be for the benefit of other people. And I feel like where people can take a, big misstep is where when they are affectionate then they say see why can't you do that and they weaponize it yeah you don't want to do that you don't
2: want to well also you fell in love at some point Mm -hmm. there was something there at some point so if you're dry figure out what that spark was then Mm -hmm. and kind of reflect maybe you did something Maybe you could do something to bring that spark back. Like you can also do your homework on your spouse too. Mm-hmm. Figure out his likes, figure out yeah. his dislikes, figure out what like makes him tick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: When you have people that aren't affectionate, there's so many things. Like if their dad wasn't, or if their a parent wasn't around, um, or if they were raised around a grandparent that was, you know, raised in a different time that was more harsh. Um,
0: but for me, oh. when you say like, "What's the most romantic mm-hmm. time?" I mean, that doesn't sound very saucy to some people. That I'm saying, I like the just to be.
2: That's more of figure out the likes and dislikes of each other. It, that is, yeah. that's saucy to you, right? Yeah, yeah, like figure that piece out.
1: Well, and invite God into stuff. You know, you you never know what's what somebody's got internally. You know, if they had been exposed to to perversion or pornography or something early on in life. And they associate now everything with like a dirtiness or or a perversion. So get to a place where you're so transparent with each other, Mm -hmm. where that can be, that can be, that's a stronghold. Yeah. Our weapons are mighty for the... Pulling down strongholds. Right. Mm -hmm. So you pull those
2: strongholds down and now that becomes... A place where you conquered together. Absolutely. So me and Joe, we have had those uncomfortable, weird conversations about that department in our life, and about things that we like and things that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you want to feel vulnerable, <laughs> there you go. Have that conversation if, with each if other. If I even
1: have a dream where there's things that happen in it, or like now where I am spiritually if i have a dream with intimacy in it like that especially if if it's something that's not my wife mm-hmm. i go on the defense because i know i know that that's a spiritual attack against my character
3: mm-hmm. and
1: i'm not going to partner in covenant with something in a dream that nobody knows about and have a deep dirty hidden secret so i wake up and i expose that to my wife mm-hmm. and i'm like hey this thing tried to happen in my dream last night. I woke up from it. I don't like it. I repented
0: of it. But and you don't hold him accountable it. for no. that. No, Which She's gotten some better with that. Would. She, at she first, I did. Oh my god, you dream cheated at, on f- at me. At first, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she and, would
1: like almost punch me before,
0: but yeah. now we know. Now we
2: know. And I'm like, no, that's a dirty, evil, demonic spirit, and we don't allow mm-hmm. that. Get out. Because it can attack in different ways. It can attack you. Yeah, and have
0: that little thing. That you have, yeah, you know, hidden well, and there's and it can attack that the when you expose it, yep. it's like, okay, I lost here, but I'm still going to try to take ground in their relationship by yeah. making her upset. Yeah. And it doesn't
1: happen often, but there's been times where things happen happened like that, and I'll dem- deny myself intimacy for like a day or so until I feel like I got like freedom Release. in that, area. that yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and like, and God will usually, God talks to us and he'll usually let me know um you know if it was like a spiritual attack that was strategic in a certain area or what so that I can walk in freedom Mm -hmm. from those things because the last thing I need is her to not be nourished in an area because I feel shame somewhere that has nothing to do with real
0: life Mm -hmm. right and people can't see us, but the kids are here. They're not earmuffed. I think that's a very important lesson that when we grew up and I, I went to youth group more than you two did for years. And I went to youth conferences and things like that. And people did not address intimacy, um, and what healthy intimacy within a marriage looks like Mm -hmm. with young people.
1: Yeah, you have something that...
0: And if you don't want your kids to Google it and see what's on the internet, and guess what, you don't, you need to discuss some of these things with them so that they understand Mm -hmm. or they're going to look for information from a different source. Especially when they hit those puberty ages. Well, and
1: we all know that that's the most vulnerable situation we can be in.
0: And I th- I feel like a lot of times it's mishandled within youth because there's it's just pounded on abstinence, of course, mm-hmm. right, which i I agree with,, yeah. but there's a strong association always with shame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they go into marriage and like they go into life with that. Mm-hmm. and then it's always attached right yeah and like it's it's just i think a lot of times mishandled it's important for your kids to understand that you have a physical relationship and you two it's god first then your spouse Mm -hmm. then your kids Mm -hmm. which is really important absolutely it is and i think that that's commonly once people have kids yeah can get all jumbled up you know and then you lose that intimacy with your partner right because life happens and you're putting the kids first Yep. and the husband your husband or wife no longer gets what they want for dinner you're not thinking of how to make them happy today but you're thinking of what you're going to do for the kids and your whole life becomes about the kids and you guys have been very intentional in raising your kids to make sure that you have just like our parents did time for one another Mm -hmm. and your kids know that and i think that's just very important
1: i i I seen a study a long time ago i I can't find it now i just found one but it was a little weaker but it it talked about for a man to maintain optimum social mental physical um spiritual wellness they needed so many um forms of physical touch a day which Mm -hmm. which that interaction where it's a touch on the leg, a pat on the hand, uh, it's not all, you know, sexual or whatever, but it's just physical contact, it's a form of affirmation, you know, uh, wives, husbands love your wives as as Christ loved the church, so Christ was willing to die for the church, he was willing to take sin upon himself and be um, slain as the lamb on the cross and shed that blood so that we could have atonement and be reconciled unto the Father, and that we would have life and life eternal and healing and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Wives respect your husbands. Yeah. So a form of respect or affirmation is a lot of times is just that you know that you' you're there. Like a yeah. husband doesn't necessarily yeah. need to like be I like, oh, you. you're so handsome and beautiful as you're a beautiful man. Like that's weird to me. But if you like,
0: I think it's weird to me. If
1: actually. you come up and you like poke me and you have fun with me and you're poking me and you're constantly uh, pawing at me and touching at me and, and giving me physical contact. And when I've been in a room full of people, mm-hmm. like I've always been an entertainer or somebody that would influence people. And I would always leave a room with like 50 people feeling like I just spent the whole night alone. But if you are, my spouse and you make your way to me continuously and you're constantly letting me know you're right there. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that's huge for my social wellness and my mental wellness. Like that's huge. I'm born again. I'm a new creation, but I still have to maintain my mental wellness.
0: Did we we lose the feminists? (laughs) (laughs) But either way. Here's the thing. Uh, I wouldn't consider neither Heidi nor myself just um, one of these... Barefoot, pregnant, and by the way, that's oh, fine no. too. you're both professionals. Uh, but we're assertive. We are in a partnership with our husbands. You're both leaders in your in your careers. Yeah, you're our both our husbands. Consider what we say when we say respect your husband. I can't do husbands, anything
1: without looking at her schedule she makes me.
0: <laughs> I think when I think for me when it says like respect your husband it's you need to be there like ride or die. What's something that you guys intentionally do for one another that you know is just going to light that spark in the other person? I tease him. Yeah.
2: He likes that.
0: My love language is ridicule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Backhanded compliments. Yeah. those are the winners. Distance and key. ridicule
0: get me all fired up.
2: <laughs> but no, when I when I when I'm playful with him, yeah, that he enjoys that. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't
1: know. I'm kind of a caveman in in those areas. So I, you know, if if I'm gonna
2: bonk me over the head and drag me to his cave, <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if I'm feeling
1: if I'm feeling like um, you know, like we've we've been missing out in those areas. I I do get it intentional. <laughs> I'm not like over here wearing a loincloth and oh, oh, carrying a club, captain My caveman. My Joe. <laughs> captain <laughs> Caveman. You remember that guy?
0: I can't believe he's <laughs>
1: I get I get uh physical and and kind of flirtatious and touchy-feely when when it when it's needed. Yeah. We we have certain places we like to go to. Like we have very specific places and we've always had that we've had places where we like to go and get away and just have time together and try to minister to each other and every need Mm -hmm. um we also have always been good about going places that'll spiritually feed us because i feel like when we're really well spiritually fed a lot of the other things fall in line Mm -hmm. you know so it it really, if you're in a love relationship with God, then you can love your significant other. And then when you love your significant other, you're more in tune to their physical and social needs, mm-hmm. you know, and the intimacy and all that fun stuff. So it's, um,
0: yeah. For Carlos and I, I think it's just prioritization of one another. And um, we kind of talked about this in our last episode, but like I I get a lot of, requests for help and people always want to do something or have something going on mm-hmm. and um, I know that it means a lot to him if I make sure that he's a priority mm-hmm. and I take him into consideration. So and you bonk him on the head and really <laughs> drag, drag him back to, back to my cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. There was this video <laughs> and this little kid was like, I found whipped cream in mom's bedroom. <laughs> I suck <saw that. laughs> He's like, and they were like, "What do you, what do you think, th- think she yeah. had?" Yeah. She must've hungry.
1: Maybe she <laughs> had a banana split or something. I don't know. I ate the whole can.
2: Thanks so much for joining us today for this Valentine's Day special. If you made it to the end, can you go to our Instagram and comment the word love on our latest post? We would love to connect with you there. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at The Real King Podcast. Can't wait to have you tune in next time.